Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily for August 29th. I'm John McElroy and here's the news. As we reported yesterday, the Obama administration finalized its ruling on a new CAFE standard of 54.5 miles per gallon by 2025. And yesterday, Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchionne said they're struggling with the choices they have to make to meet these standards just by 2017. Marchionne is especially critical of electric vehicle mandates. Speaking to members of the North American Car of the Year jury, he said, I am guaranteed to lose money on every zero emission vehicle. Referring to the electric version of the Fiat 500 that they're going to come out with, Marchionne added, I'll be the proud owner of an economic lemon. As if to put an exclamation point on this, as we reported yesterday, GM is idling production of the Volt for four weeks, and Chinese EV maker BYD just reported that its profits plunged 94% so far this year. Mazda just revealed the all-new 2014 Mazda 6. The car features the company's Kodo design theme, which means soul of motion. But to our John Destai, it's not quite as pretty as today's model. The new 6 rides on a 111-inch wheelbase, which is slightly longer than the outgoing version. Also, that's about an inch or so more than the wheelbases of the Toyota Camry and new Honda Accord. That stretch should make for a spacious interior. In the Russian market, powertrains will include a 2-liter Skyactiv G gasoline engine or a larger 2.5-liter four-cylinder, and we mention that because it's being unveiled officially at the Moscow Auto Show. A manual or automatic transmission is available, but the larger engine is slush box only. The car will feature Mazda's groundbreaking iE-Loop capacitor-based regenerative braking system. The company claims this will boost efficiency by up to 10%, and that is a huge increase. The 2014 Mazda 6 goes on sale in Europe this year. It should arrive in North American showrooms early in 2013. Last week, we tested the brand new Hyundai Santa Fe. We'll have a report on this 2013 model in a future episode of AutoLine Daily, so stay tuned for that. But while we were at that drive event, we ran across John Kraftcheck, the president and CEO of Hyundai Motor America. He shared a little bit about how the company is coping with its incredible sales growth. I think one of the things that differentiates us um, this year is it's clear, not just in the U.S., but globally, um, there's more demand than there is supply for our cars. And I think we're taking a, uh, a very measured, um, a very mature approach to our growth. I mean, it would be a fairly simple decision to add um, bucket loads of capacity in global markets. But we're being, I think, appropriately cautious. For us, it's a very long-term game. We're looking at this from a 10- or a 20-year perspective. And we want to make sure that we've got a very, very solid quality base before we add too much more capacity. Hyundai has been growing like gangbusters. You know, it's interesting that they're throttling back on extra manufacturing capacity in order to focus on quality. 
I think they recognize they have to consolidate their gains. On that note, Kraftcheck mentioned if things continue as the company is going, they're on track to sell a whopping 700,000 vehicles in the United States this year. And who would have imagined that just five years ago? Okay, back to Russia for a moment. The head of General Motors International Operations, Tim Lee, says the company plans to invest a billion dollars in Russia over the next five years. Right now, Russia is the only BRIC country that's booming. That's a hot market that everyone wants to be in, and it's expected to become a significant one. Last year, sales were up 40% to 2.5 million vehicles, and analysts expect the Russian car market will become bigger than the German market in the next decade. As you AutoLine Daily viewers know, a number of cities in China are limiting the number of license plates they give out in order to limit car sales to curb pollution and emissions. But now it's just about impossible to get a plate. According to Gasgu, each month Beijing issues 20,000 plates, or about 240,000 a year, through a lottery system, but there's over a million applicants looking to get one. As bad as that sounds, some cities are holding auctions to get plates and they're going for thousands of dollars. In Guangzhou, the average license plate is over $3,600. In Shanghai, it's nearly $9,500. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Reducing exhaust emissions, aerified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability. DowAerify.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. David Derevitz wrote in to say, Volt is the best-selling EV in the world. Four months of sales growth, very strong August retail sales, highest scores in third-party consumer and quality metrics. Well, Dave, all I can say is GM is losing a fortune on the Volt and Nissan is losing even more money on the Leaf. As Sergio Marchionne said at the top of the show, electric cars are economic lemons. Chuck Grenchy saw our report on the piezo electric motors from DTI and says, the story on the piezo electric motors left out one important piece of the equation, cost. A lot of benefits, but anyone know what that might be? Chuck, the DTI people say their motors would be a little bit more expensive but offer other offsets, such as being able to use lighter gauge wiring. Pedro Fernandez is keeping an eye on labor talks in Canada and has this to say, CAW workers better watch out. Mexico's looking pretty inviting to the OEMs with its lower labor and tax costs. And it seems the workforce is not too shabby either. Just look at the Fiat 500 and the Fusion. Pedro's right. Mexico is red hot right now with all kinds of automakers expanding there. If the CAW is not careful, it could see production moving to the southern part of the NAFTA region. W.L. Simpson liked my editorial on how GM could save the situation with Opal. John, he says, I think you have a fine idea, but it exhibits entirely too much common sense. GM veteran said, John, under your Opal liberation scenario, you mentioned that a Fiat Opal PSA tie-up would become possible. Does this mean that GM would be able to extricate itself from the highly questionable relationship it now has with PSA? That might add another billion or so onto the benefits of liberation. Good point, GM veteran. 
And Kate McLeod said, as someone pointed out to me, GM doesn't need to be in Europe at all. They're not important in Europe and they're not going to be and there are worlds to conquer. I thought that made a lot of sense. There was a time when Opel was important to GM, but I think those days are gone. Kate, I'd agree with you about Opel, but Europe is still one of the biggest, richest markets in the world, and GM does need to be there. Besides, Chevrolet is one of the fastest growing brands in Europe, and it still has a lot more room to grow there. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments, and keep them coming! And don't forget to join me and the auto extremists tomorrow on AutoLine After Hours for the best car talk in the business. Our guest will be Randy Stevens, the chief engineer of the Toyota Avalon, the first passenger car that Toyota designed and engineered and will manufacture in the United States. It's a milestone for Toyota, and you will get the inside story. Anyway, that wraps up today's show. We will see you tomorrow.